fly around. Little green peas from the ground. Buttermilk biscuits, nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard. Catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop 'em black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show that I created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, prepare, and preserve our regional foods and agricultural products. And this show pretty much has an Appalachian twist to it. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung, arranged by Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. And she recorded that when she's just nine years old. And we could not be more proud of this young woman's successes. Today we're setting the table with ramps and a visit with the people of the Teleco Plains Farmers Market. They are open for business. We've got John and Rachel Davis of J&R Farm in Blount County with a little story about digging for ramps with family last weekend in the mountains that border Tennessee and North Carolina. And Rachel Davis will tell us how she pickles her ramps. Fred Sossman has a potluck radio segment featuring ramps from the perspective of a Native American woman, Joanne Kalanahaski of the Eastern Band of Cherokee, as the ramp is a traditional food of the Cherokee people. And food writer Ronnie Lundy shares a way of collecting ramps to help ensure that they won't be over-harvested. And that's from her James Beard award-winning book, Fiddles. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our Tennessee table. I'm just so glad you've decided to tune in. Now let's get started. The Teleco Plains Farmers Market is now open for business. Now this is truly a community farmers market and they've got some really good growers offering up their produce and everybody who is there are the people who grew it. There's no resale at this market. They also have crafts and the people selling it have to be the ones that actually make it so you're not going to see any prepackaged or uh, factory made goods. This makes a lovely day trip drive to Teleco Plains and uh, just a bunch of nice people down there. This market will go until October. It's on Saturdays and Wednesdays. And let's join up with this group right now and uh, you can hear what to expect if you go out to this market. Here we are, we're talking with a group of really good people down here in Teleco Plains, Tennessee. And they've got a farmer's market and Heidi, you're the one that started this thing, is that right? Well, I jumped in on it in 2013. Um, Stacy and Kara Warwick were starting a group of three uh, 
farmers markets in Monroe County in Sweetwater, Madisonville, and Teleco Plains. And so I raised my hand for the Teleco Plains version, and um, it just sort of grew from there. Fortunately, I do kind of the admin marketing and. And I'm very grateful that there were actual farmers ready to jump into the game because I was just beginning to do my own, develop my own garden. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where it began. That's the hard part is to find enough vendors that really are going to show up and then the people to buy it. So it's this it's neat little symphony. balance. Yeah, I'm trying to get everything orchestrated. Well, so tell us where is this market located? We're in uh, right on the main street, uh, the Cherahala Skyway, Highway 68 in Teleco Plains. A very beautiful spot between the visitor center and the library. And I'd just like to thank the Hall family, Charles Hall family and their heirs for this, the gift of allowing us to use their land because that's been crucial to our success, our site and just the, the gift of using a beautiful piece for, for the good of the community. What time and what days is the market? Currently we're set up for Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, we start at 9 a.m. and go to 1 p.m. or sell out. Some that's happened sometimes or inclement weather <laughs> or, or produce availability. But generally um, April, we're going April to October this year. Okay. Depending on the produce. But uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Anytime you see a tent on Wednesday or Saturday set up, just stop by and see what's fresh and available. Sometimes you go to different markets or places with fresh produce, but the produce isn't actually from this area. What kind of market is this? Well, we are trying to um, endorse and create local growth, local farms. And so everyone who uh, is a vendor here has either produced it on their own land are created at their home in their shop. So it's, it, it just really um, promotes local economy and local food sources. And that's really the spirit of where we started and where we continue. Is it food only or are there value-added products that you offer, like jams or crafting stuff? Yes, we do. Um, the Santaberry Farm, he has his honey, but in addition his wife creates some um, cosmetics and personal toiletries from their bee products, from their beeswax. And um, Then we have crafters. This year we probably uh, a wood crafter has expressed interest. And we have different you know, artists or, or crafters from their area. We are very talented region that come in and sporadically show with us and then we have the the main backbone which is the produce and the eggs and the honey mm-hmm. and bakery and bakery yes oh, forget the bakery. Yes. oh we can't forget that bakery Sarah's, it does fabulous baked goods and our little scottish maiden or oh. come over to share her talent with us that's wonderful now we've got uh, one of your producers sitting right here uh janie doe walker and uh, what kind of things do you produce uh, mostly fresh vegetables, tomatoes, uh, new potatoes, uh, broccoli. Just we try to grow a little of everything. Uh, that way, uh, when they come there, they have a selection. People are uh, they they like a selection. And as time goes on, they like to have uh, like a, a red tomato one day, maybe some other time a yellow tomato. So we try to have just whatever they're looking for. What all products do you produce over a season? Uh, peaches, uh, nectarines, about everything you can grow, honey, eggs, just uh, 
just anything we can think of that they would like to have and we enjoy growing. That's what we grow. Grapes and blueberries. Yeah. Grapes and blueberries. You follow the season, don't you? So Kathy's got a little something to say about that. Well, I, I think that um, local people need to learn more to eat in the, with the seasons, that when, when food is grown and available, it's freshest, it's most nutritious, and so people should eat with the seasons, and sometimes people are not aware if they don't garden, they've gotten away from gardening, they don't realize what is, what is ripe at that time and is most nutritious. So um, we sell what is in season, and, we, and so people learn to eat with the seasons and it's it's fun to taste fresh greens and then you go to fresh cucumbers and and broccoli and and then beans come on and then it's squash and watermelon and so it's fun and blueberries we hope and between all of us we cover just about everything and but it comes in through seasons and some of us are earlier than others if they have a cold frame or a greenhouse to get things going so but it's an important point to eat what's in season, and I think that's what nature expected. That's well said. Yeah, it's it more is. about it. There's really intelligence. Plus, they know it's grown here when they eat yeah. with the season. Yeah. Yes, that's a big part of it. Saves a whole lot of gas and trucking. Trucking, <clears throat> yeah. And pesticides. Yeah. And also, what what's that thing that we all have to deal with when we're grown-ups is delayed gratification. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We have to wait for those watermelon. Right. <laughs> you know? Anticipation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's real reward in it because who wants to eat a tomato in the middle of January? That's not worth eating. No, and it tastes like cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Tissue paper. Yeah, yeah it does. If you've just joined us, you're listening to an interview with the people from the Teleco Plains Farmers Market. Their opening date is April 15th. After the short break, we're going to hear more about the farmers themselves and the type of products that they produce. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've just heard from our friends from the Teleco Plains Farmers Market. Details about this market on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, under that link that says Listen to the Show. And also, they have a Facebook page. After a word from our sponsor, I have some news about a grant opportunity that Slow Food Tennessee Valley is offering. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee. A sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products. Preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams. Also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation. Details at centuryharvest.org. Slow Food Tennessee Valley is launching a community enrichment grant program to support local food-related entities whose work supports the greater mission of Slow Food USA, which is good, clean, and fair food for all. Applicants might include farmers, restaurant and food truck owners, school and community garden coordinators, nonprofits working for food justice and access, 
food entrepreneurs, chefs, educators, and more. They're hoping the community will take this opportunity to highlight all the wonderful things going on in our little slice of Tennessee. The Slow Food Tennessee Valley Board, along with two additional outside reviewers, will strive to grant applicants who meet a community need, represent the diversity of Knoxville, Knox County, and surrounding counties, use the funds efficiently, and whose work embodies the ideals of slow food. For the grant program's inaugural year, a total of 3,000 in funds, primarily raised through the Pesto Festo dinner and silent auction, will be awarded in increments of $250, $500, and $1,000. They plan to award one recipient $1,000, two at $500, and four at $250. Deadline to apply for this grant is midnight, May 1st, 2019. To apply, please fill out the application online or send an email answering all of those online questions details and instructions for applying for this grant on their website, slowfoodtnvalley.org. And up next, we have three different contributors on the subject of ramps. Sometimes out of the blue, the nicest people will come into your life, and I've had the good fortune to meet Rachel and John Davis of J&R Farm in Blount County. This is a young farming family with three boys under the age of four. They live the old-time way and they eat seasonally and pretty much produce all of their own meat and garden produce. They can their food, raise, butcher, and smoke their own hogs, and they raise beef cattle and chickens. And Rachel even makes her own lye soap. So today, I'd like to share a little story that John told us about he and his family digging ramps just this past weekend. And I've included a picture of Rachel holding a jar of her pickled ramps on my website where the podcast is. And um, also put links to their website. And also, Rachel has a blog about living the old-time Appalachian way. And you can find those links also on my website. So let's hear John in his ramp digging experience this past weekend. Please tell her about your ramp story. <laughs> uh, we went Saturday, me and uh, my little brother and my dad. Uh, we went at uh, Cheryl Hill Skyway. Went down. Uh, we uh, called him. It's going to probably be a little chilly, and. Uh, well, I didn't really dress up accordingly. We got up there and it's a snowing. And um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we thought, well, maybe the ramps will be sticking up. It won't be that hard to, to find them. And it was a, kind of a heavy, wet snow. So we got on them leaves and laid everything down. There wasn't nothing green sticking up. Everything was white. So I don't know how many hours we spent up there, but we was going through the side of the mountain up over the stick, feathering back snow. And... Uh, it uh, I'd say it's about an inch or something like that on the ground, and we didn't get as many as what we normally get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I did. We got us enough. She pickled some, and oh, uh, uh, we've been eating. And we still got some in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got about a oh about three quarters of a Walmart bag. Okay. And I used to go with my grandpa John. We'd go up our state line and drop off, and we'd come out of there with um, the tote sacks full of them. Mm-hmm. Well, we come unprepared this past Saturday. It's kind of on a limb there, and 
Well, yeah, your hands go numb about the ten minutes. So how how long have you been gathering ramps? But uh, I always went with my grandpa John, and uh, and we had a we'd always have a big uh, crew that would go when we had the older guys. They would uh, sit back at one of the picnic tables and cook uh, fried taters. Uh, onions and cornbread and uh, always stopped by and got bent and bacon and then the younger fellers would go to the ridge and drop off and get the ramps and come back and they'd have we'd wash the ramps in the spring and then uh, come back and have big uh, eating, spend a whole day at it mm. but, uh, done that several times when I was a kid all the way up until just when grandpa passed away we, we quit doing it How do you pickle ramps Rachel? Well, um, vinegar and water, a little bit of sugar, and I put peppercorn. Oh, yum. And I think I put salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put salt in it, too. Mm-hmm. And they were just refrigerator pickles, so I didn't mm-hmm. process them. So. Do you leave all the green on it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool up the whole ramp, just cool it up, uh-huh. stuff it in the jar. Yum. Um, yeah. <laughs> And let's hear now from food writer Ronnie Lundy. This is an excerpt from her James Beard award-winning book, Vittles, and uh, a way to harvest ramps that will leave them for generations to come. Once a pungent mountain secret, deliciously garlicky spring ramps now show up in restaurants all around the country, and there is some worry that they are being badly harvested to meet this demand. Old timers knew that ramps should not be pulled from the ground, root and all. They should be harvested with a sharp knife, cutting the bulb a bit above the rootstock and leaving that root to spread and regenerate a new crop the next spring. Many folks cooked the chopped up ramp leaves and bulbs as described for salad, but generally they were combined with potatoes and or eggs and country ham. And now let's hear from Fred Sossman. It's a visit with Joanne Kalanahesky of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee. And um, sadly, Joanne passed away this past February, but thankfully Fred has recorded some of her stories. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. Joanne Colonna Heskey is a member of the Eastern Band of the Cherokee Nation. I sat down with her to talk about something very precious to the Cherokees, wild mountain leeks, known in the Appalachian Mountains as ramps. And now they're in season right now, then they'll go out. I think they'll get old about, probably about July. But we just ate them in the season. We didn't, they couldn't can them. See, back then we didn't have no freezer. If you canned them, they smell through the jar. You wouldn't believe this, but they do. And I don't like them canned, and you can freeze them now. We always eat them for uh, Thanksgiving or a special occasion that I freeze. You don't smell them on me? I've had them for supper and breakfast. I uh, either parboil them and wash them off and rinse them in cold water. Then I put them in a pan of oil or uh, fatback grease and fry them and put eggs, scramble eggs up and put them in there. Or do them plain, or I just wash, clean them and wash them and then fry them. You can eat them that way. You can eat them about two or three different ways. You can eat them raw, you can eat them in a salad. 
cut them up, chop them up, put them in a salad, or fry them, or parboil them, and put eggs with them. You can put either put scrambled eggs or boiled eggs. But I tell you what, you'll have to go on the mountain to get them. I think they're I think they're important to the people around here. For Cherokees like Joanne Colonna Heskey, eating ramps is a way to stay connected to a past that is rapidly fading away. They took everything away from us up here when we went to boarding school. They've tore everything down except the memories, and they'll never get rid of those, never. For Potluck Radio, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Charlotte Tolley of Nourish Knoxville at nourishknoxville.org, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own WDVX. And now it's time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. And how about if we hear from Sarah Perkle and Jeff Barber from Blount County, Tennessee. Sarah is a really good fiddle player, and she's also a gifted teacher. And you heard from Rachel and John Davis a little earlier from J&R Farm. Well, Rachel learned how to play fiddle from Sarah. So here's a song by Jeff and Sarah called Prayer for My Friends on the Tennessee Farm Table.
Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.